The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today's guest is Bruce McNeelage, who's the president and co-founder of Kinlock Partners, Bruce is an old friend of mine and really one of the best real estate minds I've ever had the pleasure to work with. Bruce, thanks for being here with us. John, thank you. Bruce, I want to start off with just a, just a macro view of the real estate market today. Obviously, uh, maybe it's regional, there's different conflicting views. Um, your perspective and what you do, can you just give us a big 10,000 feet view of what's going on in the real estate market? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm approaching it from the residential uh, angle. But, you know, right now with housing, housing supply is still tight. Um, the interest rates have really been affecting people's ability to uh, buy houses or even rent them uh, because landlords have had increasing costs. And so I think you've read, I'd say over the last six or nine months, how uh, inventory is going to go up, builders are going to be giving discounts and things like that. And I think most people uh, looking at things, they're just not seeing that. And if they are seeing discounts, you know, interest rates doubling, of course, you know, really wash out those discounts and, and, and doesn't help people because, quite frankly, they're paying a lot more uh, for the interest that they are getting uh, when borrowing money for these houses. If you're talking to a group of investors and they're thinking, hey, we've raised some capital, we're considering putting money into the real estate market, um, do you think this is a time to ramp up doing investment? Do you think it's time to pause, hold back? What What's your perspective on advising an investor? If I were an investor, I would probably proceed with caution. You know, interest rates have really changed things. And to get uh, deals to pencil, it's, it's very tough if you're looking at cap rates. And, and if you're bringing in more money or bringing in less money, excuse me, then you're, you're paying out as far as interest and taxes and insurance. It, it's not a real good uh, investment. So I, it's very tough to pencil things right now. And I would, I'm sitting on the sidelines. I would think about sitting on the sidelines to interest rates come, uh, come down somewhat because uh, it's just tough right now to make things pencil as an investor. Do you see a much of a geographic spread as far as are there markets today that you're feeling stay away from versus watch versus, you know what, even though I would hold back a little bit, blank is a market that I would really look hard at investing in right now? I, I think for us, it's the Southeast. Uh, you know, there are certain areas that are more affordable. Uh, we are throughout South Carolina. We have found uh, great uh, affordability as far as land and uh, the ability to buy or build a house and and make the deal uh, pencil. You know, Florida would concern me just because prices have run up so much. I would also be concerned with the cost of um, uh, of insurance. You know, that that's a big what if. I think if you're investing in a coastal state or uh, a state like Florida. And so I find the southeast really uh, an area of great growth, of migration from the north and the Midwest. And I think that'll really be the place to be going forward. 
You know, that insurance issue is for real deal. I recently had a deal die that we were working on and the insurance, the, the number came back so high, we, we decided to pass on it. So I'm with you. Talk to me about um, deal flow. When you when you are just looking at deals in the market, are you seeing the heaviest percentage through brokers sending deals or you find stuff off market? Where, where are the deals coming into you today? I, you know, we find some ourselves. Certainly, you know, I'm getting emails from brokers every day. Uh, with deals. And every email I get, it talks about land being right for build to rent, or this is a build to rent piece of property. And so people, you know, if, if the hottest thing is build to rent right now, or the hottest thing is shopping center, you know, a lot of brokers will market something based on calling the land X, uh, which would be the highest and best use. And, and the land's never zoned or entitled for that, it's just always a promise of you can get that zoning. So we find things off market. We find things through brokers. And also we have people contact, uh, contact us directly, uh, investors or owners of assets that want to uh, look at a liquidity event and uh, opportunity right now to sell them real estate. And um, uh, when you're looking at those set, those deals, if there's something in that that makes you go, boom, I'm, I'm going to jump on that one. What is it that's coming out? I, mean, I heard you talking about like they're they're saying it's this option, but it's not zoned for it. So that would be kind of a red flag. But what what is the thing that's the green flag that makes you say I want to move forward with it? What do you what are you jumping? Uh, yeah, to? that's a great question. I saw a deal come across my computer the other day that really looked good, and then what really jumped out at me is it had three percent assumable financing. Wow! So of course you know that fla- that flashed on and off. Uh, green on my computer screen. Uh, if you think about it, when you can buy real estate and assume right now a 3% loan, that's really going to be something that you want to look at. Now, the seller or the broker has probably priced that in, in the asking price. So you might pay a premium, but if you can assume financing if there's an opportunity for owner financing or something other than current market rate financing, I think that would be something that would really be attractive and jump out at me right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anything else that you, um, you're like concerned about? You're like, Hey John, you need to really be watching blank. I mean, you mentioned insurance rates. Is there anything else you need to say? Hey John, make sure you keep an eye out for so-and-so. What is that? You know, uh, taxes, you know, property taxes are not going down. So when you look at insurance rising and property taxes uh, going up, not going down, I think that would really cause uh, me some concern. And I think when people are doing pro formas and looking at numbers, they really have to factor in uh, maybe an additional amount of money or an additional percentage when they're looking at those two things, because I just don't see either one of them coming down in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're sure about death and you're sure about taxes. Is that what you're telling me? That is correct. And insurance. <laughs> and insurance. Yeah. Uh, all, 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 all the above, all the above. Um, uh, any other final thoughts? I want to, I want to switch subjects in a second here, talk about your advice for CEOs, but any other like final thoughts for you on real estate market things people should be thinking about? I, I, you know, I, I think it's a, it's always a good time to get in and it's always a good time to get out if you look at things in perspective. And, you know, the only thing I would say to a listener is real estate can be the easiest thing to buy and it can be the toughest thing to get out uh, out of. 
uh, and sell. And so you really want to make sure your time horizon and your goal kind of fits with your holding pattern or, you know, you know, what your, you know, overall goals are. And so I wouldn't get into real estate unless I had a time period and a time horizon that would make sense because to try to get in something and then get out of it, you know, within a year or so, you know, a lot of times that can be, uh, that can be something that would put you in a position, uh, higher percentage of losses. But I think the long-term horizon for real estate, no matter what you buy, you know, your odds increase of making a profit if you can hold it for an extended period of time. I agree with that. I Our typical hold we sort of put in there is five to seven years, but uh, we may hold a lot longer, but we plan towards that, right? So that makes sense. Right. All right, uh, Bruce, we're going to sure. take a quick break. We're going to take a minute break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to you about uh, your advice to young CEOs. This is John Crossman and the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we're back here with Bruce McDealage. Uh Bruce, I want to talk to you about your advice to young people who are seeking to be CEOs. You know, you uh, you found your own business. You've been in leadership. You've, you've previously been with a bigger bigger operation, and and then being entrepreneurial. And then in your world today, you you deal with a lot of people in C suite. I would imagine all over the place, big corporations, small corporations, that kind of thing. So if you're talking to somebody in their mid-20s and they say to you, hey, my goal one day is to be a CEO, big-time leader, what would you tell them are the traits, the, the top things they need to work on, make sure they master so they can be a great business leader? I, I think the one uh, biggest trait is be a good listener. You know, uh, you have to listen to what your employees need. You have to listen to what your customers need. Uh, you have to listen to anybody, bankers, lawyers. You have to really listen, and a lot of times a good listener is also someone that asks the questions, right? Uh, and what I've always done in my business is I just ask a lot of questions. I want to get the answers. I want to have a good exchange of information. But I would say just being a good listener and being a good listener without being judgmental or without cutting someone off or interjecting and let them kind of get the whole story, the whole plan, the whole question out, you know, before you maybe follow up and ask your additional questions of the, the person that you're working with. 
It's interesting you say that, Bruce, because I, I, there's been different times where I've uh, t- shared with you something rather complex. And when I re- redo this conversation in my head, replay it, I, I can remember you asking a lot of questions, like to confirm what it was I was saying so that you could really understand what it was I'm talking about. And then you, re- then you gave me great advice, but you really seemed to like really trying to digest exactly what the problem was going on. Yeah. Um, so, um, when you think about great CEOs that you've seen people in your life, as you were coming up, you admire, when you think about them, what, what jumps out to you that they did or are doing that just really impresses you? I think for a CEO, not, uh, not being afraid of making mistakes, you know, you can, you can take it real, uh, safe and drive down the middle of the road and, and, uh, you know, not upset the apple cart. Or you can be more entrepreneurial, more dynamic, more of a risk taker. And if you look at those people, you know, those people have really made a difference. You know, I can name all these different tech companies and startups and, and whatnot. And you see risk takers. You see people that don't want the status quo or don't want uh, to just uh, maintain an organization or grow it, uh, you know, at a slow pace. And so I would say for a young person, you know, I would say strive to be a risk taker or work for a risk taker. Learn what it's like to maybe think out of the box and and, and do what's out of mainstream. And those people are really going to be the trailblazers and you know, if I was working for someone, that's the type of person I would want to work for. And that person is going to build consensus. They're going to build a very loyal team because they're going to get people really to subscribe to their theory and subscribe what they're doing. And it would be fun to come to work if you were working for a CEO like that, as opposed to one that's just, you know, kind of kind of going middle of the road and just maintaining what they're doing. That's so interesting, Bruce. I uh, I met with a major leader in Orlando, older, older, older guy later in his career, I don't know how many years ago, and I asked him, I said, tell me about what you're doing as a leadership, and he went through this big, long analogy, and it was all about <laughs> being on the rails, the two rails on a rail, like, I'm just, my job today is to keep everything on the rails, right? And then my next thing was asking him to help me out with one of the many diversity efforts I work on. And his response was, nope, <laughs> no interest. And it's so funny. It's like ever since then, whenever in my head I'm referencing what to not be like, it's that guy. Now, again, a lot of things he's done, he's been successful, but it's exactly what you just said. He's he's taking zero risk. And the irony is, is that by not taking risk and trying to stay on the rails, he's actually probably taking his company off the rails, right? Because yeah, he's, well, not, he's yeah. going backwards. Yeah, no, that's better said. He's going backwards. Yeah. And also, there's nothing wrong with doing something and failing, mm-hmm. um, you know, as long as you, you at least had some type of information and some type of goal on not to fail. But you've got to fail a number of times before you're successful, right? Oh, and yes. <laughs> and for me, working for that type of person, it would just drive me crazy. And, and I, I think it would attract people like that to work for someone. Whereas you're going to get, if you're going to be a trailblazer, run an organization with some just highly effective leaders, and there's a lot of energy in that team, you're going to have that person from the top uh, down, and they're really going to draw out the best in people. And and that's what you want to have. I've been saying lately, I just hired another broker for my little team, but I, I, I say to people, it's like, I want brokers that want to be owners. I want brokers that want to be owners. I want brokers that are doing deals 
that want to make enough money that they want to take some of the money and invest it in deals and we can invest together, right? That's a very different mindset than like, hey, just come in and get your job done. The the other thing, Bruce, right. I want to tell you, because you know I talk to college students all the time, is what I like to say to students, it's like, hey, take a ton of calculated risk. I'm like, don't take crazy risks. Like, I'm not jumping out of an airplane and don't let your girlfriend cut your hair, right? Like, don't take crazy risk. <laughs> uh, you know, don't adopt five puppies, you know, like, um, but do take a lots of calculated risk. Like, there's certain things I do that somebody might say, oh my gosh, that's risky. Like, you know, I go to a conference and I end up doing a presentation about race and somebody, oh, that's risky. Well, it's a calculated risk. Like, I'm, I'm speaking from a place I feel comfortable. I've done a lot of research, got experience. It's risky, but I have I have information behind me, right? So it's it's thoughtful, calculated risk, and doing lots of that is is very thrilling. Um, not that many bad things happen, and the rewards are huge. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I've you know gone to conferences, I've spoken. Uh, I do it just off the cuff. I don't do it with a lot of notes, but it's from the heart. It's from experiences that I've um, I've been involved in. And, you know, I always say, my God, they're never going to uh, uh, they're never going to invite me back to this conference based on what I said. But sometimes I'm the only person up on stage that's keeping it real or telling the truth or or getting people to think and being provocative. And I do get invited back to speak because I'm different than all the other speakers. All right. I'm going to tell a story, Bruce, but don't say any names. OK, promise. Don't don't say any names. Promise. OK, so, Mike, listen to this. I'm at a conference. And Bruce is one of the speakers. And before he goes on stage, he helps me. He's like, Crossman, watch me. I'm going to go up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really push. That's too uh, funny. <laughs> it's like, I'm really going to push capitalism. I mean, no doubt in their mind how much I love capitalism and I love capitalism. So Bruce gets up there and he does his speech. I kid you not, while he's up there, they start playing the music. <laughs> they, oh, playing the, they played him off stage. They played him off stage. Oh my now, gosh. here's the rest of the story is that same organization is having Bruce back to speak at an at a conference. Like I saw Bruce's name in the conference. I'm like, well, that that's exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> like he took a risk speaking at this one conference, and it was a little edgy, but he was professional and respectful. And yet he's speaking again, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like so. Way to go, you, Bruce. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> that happened. Well, people rem- people remember you. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but you will be remembered. Oh, that's no, no. Well, I think again, you did, you're, you're, you're hitting it. You know, the last big picture thing I'll tell you is, is that, you know, I uh, will forever be thankful for you, Bruce. You know, I, I, I met with you when I was at a real crisis moment, trying to make a big decision in my life. And you were like, Hey, Crossman, this is what you need to do. And I always reflect on that, that meal that we had and the advice you gave me and you have been spot on all these years later, you totally hit it. So thank you for being my friend. I'm the relationship whisperer. That you are. That you are. Bruce McNeilage, president and co-founder at Kinlock Partners. Uh, I'm thankful for your friendship. I'm thankful for your mentorship. And I'm thankful for all you do and to make our real estate industry better. So thanks for being here on the Crossman Conversation. John, thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a final thought. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's crossmarkservices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. 
For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. Mike, we're back here. Uh, final word. Thanks, Mike Gillen. Thanks for being here with me. Hey, as always. it's always fun to be with you, John. You know, Bruce McNeilage, uh clearly so successful. I mean, you, you look him up. I just don't know anybody that's been in the Wall Street more, Journal more than him. Like, really? Oh my oh gosh! My goodness. You think about like a regular guy getting quoted. I, I just don't know. And super successful. What I love about him is the the authenticity, right? So you know, again, I think we can sometimes look at super successful people and perceive that they're perfect. They have no flaws. They, you know, they mm-hmm. sort of seem that way. I think he's a great example of a guy that's like, Hey, I have a lot of flaws. I make a lot of mistakes and I'm going to, I'm going to share that. I'm going to share my genuineness. And, and sometimes that makes people uncomfortable, you know? And I, I'll tell you, one time I was at a conference with Bruce and we were in a room and there was a lot of young people in the room. And then there was a lot of people in the room that were with big name corporations and the students were getting to mingle. And none of them were talking to Bruce. Actually, no one talking to Bruce or me, right? And it was sort of funny because, you know, I'm a little-time guy, but Bruce is really successful. But, you know, he doesn't have that big-name corporation. And so I, it was just sort of fascinating for me to watch what people go towards. But I'm telling you, like, when I've had tough times, if I, if, if I probably have tough times in the future, Bruce's guy I love to call because he gives it to you straight, it's great to have a friend right. like that, that you can trust, that knows the stuff that you're needing to know, yeah. and that he's willing to help. Yeah, and I even liked, you know, all those questions about the real estate market. He was giving very straight, solid answers, mm-hmm. and, and then going back to talking about the research side of things, just really, really critical. So you can see that balance of really knowledgeable real estate guy, knows what's going on, and then really, really aware of the importance of listening and taking in coaching and um, being honest. You know, I recently interviewed a guy who has uh, really known for his help as as a leader to people, and he teaches them to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Bruce talked about, was that a good leader will ask good questions, mm-hmm. and that helps a lot. And, and not only to be a good listener, but to be somebody that listens, but then follows up with asking more questions to really get out what needs to be out in the conversation. Well, and I love the, the final thing of that, the being a risk taker, you know, that's, that's a big thing. And uh, a lot of people go through life and never take a chance. And I know that can be scary. It's scary for me at times. At the same time, when you want to have like the adrenaline rush of some mm-hmm. really cool, wonderful things happen, it's like, it's lean in and take a risk sometime. Uh, I just love yeah. that as a, as a reminder that we could all lean into that in different parts of our lives, right? right? Exactly. And then I was also really touched by the whole thought of not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I think so often, isn't this true? So often people kind of, they make these assumptions, they jump to a conclusion, or they maybe even go into a conversation with a bunch of preset ideas and notions that really filter what they actually end up hearing. And mm-hmm. it's better if we can enter into those things, really have an open mind, listen carefully, intently, and not screen through what we're hearing or seeing based on those uh, preset ideas, I think that's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it always makes me feel good to know there's people like that influencing the industry and influencing young people as well. That's right. So, great guy. If you get a chance to hear Bruce in an interview or see him at a conference, make sure to take the time. He's always going to be insightful, interesting, and I, I can promise you a bit entertaining too. 
So great guy. So Mike, thanks for being here with me. Bruce McNeilich today. This has been the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.